0: pal on the right nature strip the white bridle down the center pontos is there acclim express not far behind these they're followed by kings lynn and then comes uh, twilight cause as they head down to the closing stages. as a furlong to go in the king stand and as they do so nature stripe leading to acclim express in second place twilight cause coming home in third position but it is a great australian sprinter nature stripe and james McDonald,
1: and look how far they've won by second will go to twilight cause to acclim express all right Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Zach here, hosting the show, and I thought I'd play on with... Uh, The win by Nature Strip, which happened last week. Um, The annoying thing is that the caller, Ian Bartlett, giving it, calling him Nature Stripe, which is pretty brutal when he got it right in the beginning of the race. But Nature Stripe, nevertheless, um, absolutely took the piss out of Golden Powell. All the money came for the American horse to begin with. And our boy Nature Strip uh, wins by a stack. So I know a lot of people jumped on. I was up at 1 a.m. waking up my neighbors when it hit the... Probably 300-meter mark when he kicked clear. It was outstanding. It was good, good, good stuff. We had a week off last week. Uh, un- couldn't Unavoidable, really. So we're recording a bit earlier tonight as well. This is a Wednesday night. I'm heading to Perth tomorrow for the Origin and and whatnot. So we're going to be recording a little bit early, talking some racing for this weekend, and also touch on the Origin at the end of the show. But, Tommy, how good cool was Nature Strip? Yeah, what a win. I
0: couldn't believe...
2: Um in the lead up, it was getting out to like three bucks. I saw it at three twenty and I was like, Far yeah. I'd I, I gotta back it and I backed it at three twenty and uh they were all just going for the American thing. And okay, i can touch on it a bit more because he was doing a bit of the coverage, but I couldn't even show nature strip on screen. They they were struggling to find pictures, but every time I saw it, he looked calm and yeah, well, we just know he's just got lengths on those horses, he's got lengths on most of the sprinters here and he just absolutely brained him.
1: He's he's uh, best friend in the world for a reason. Mm. I know that I deal with a lot of my work colleagues in the UK, and they said all the talk of the town was Golden Pal. And he goes, "Don't." They all said it'll jump favorite. That's what everyone's talking about. They're unsure on nature strip, whatever. And I just kept saying, "Just jump on, jump on, jump on." I think even like a couple of bookies were offering four bucks on the day, or even in the afternoon. But what
0: did you think, Cody? Did you jump on? Of course, I jumped on and. Uh we were in the control room and they just carried on about Golden Powell, Golden Powell, Golden mm. Powell. And I was just like, boys, you haven't even seen Nature Strip run. And you're carrying on like Golden Powell's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm just like, well, we're chips in over here uh, on Nature Strip and uh, brain them. Brain them for literally the world's best sprinter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was bloody awesome. J-Mac had a pretty good week, getting a couple other winners. Disappointing with Home Affairs. And Home Affairs, as of about an hour ago, is officially retired. There was talk of it pretty much straight after, but officially retired about an hour ago. And But
0: Artorias was a bloody good run, wasn't it, King? A hundred percent. Dare I say, like, it, 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 it's just how it runs. And who knows? I mean, yeah, it did get a little bit impeded in the closing kind of furlong or so. But at the same time, it's just... It's just how the horse runs. It never just—I don't know if it knows how to win, mm. but it, yeah, extra fifty metres, it probably would have won. Um, I thought it was so going to win.
1: Fuck, I thought it was going to win.
0: I was on Artorias as well, and because mm. I couldn't take ho- home affairs as price. price, so I just went, "Oh yeah, you know." No. Artorias, at, I think eight or nine bucks it was, so took a slice of that, and I mean, it didn't disappoint. I think the connections are real happy, and now it's going to, or oh, it's going to stay in the UK, which is. Big news, I guess, and um, going to target the new market July Cup. So that's that's going to be huge. And and dare I say, if it wins that, it's going to be putting a, its hand up for a few of the um, the big prize money sp- uh, spring races um, mm-hmm. upcoming, anyway. So it's going to be exciting.
1: Do you have any um, any other wins at Ascot, Tom? Uh, I thought Baye uh, ran really well.
2: Yeah. I do not think I backed it, but uh, just watching it was pretty good. Um, that first night, it's always the night I I sort of really hone in on and then a couple of the other nights i would just, just sort of turn it on watching but yeah no i wasn't wasn't betting too much but um yeah just good to good to watch really
1: it's funny seeing volandes there with a with a bit of royalty
2: mate apparently he was in between the queen uh for lunch and um and yeah a few other royals he's yeah, he's just everywhere probably talking about the bunker or something they'd <laughs> so just be loving it um no, yeah, he's 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 everywhere, so there's a bit of a rumor that he was gonna there was gonna be some Everest news about maybe if you competed at Ascot, you might win a bonus if you go to the Everest. But I don't think they really think that got announced. But I don't think it needed to either. I mean, um, I think Nature Strip might have scared any uh, potential runners of actually coming to um to Australia for the Everest yeah, because true. you're gonna have to be pretty good.
1: True, yeah. They wouldn't want to after saying that, especially what we can do over there. Um, all right, so we're recording Wednesday night, a night earlier than normal. So we're going to do a couple of races from Randwick. We'll do a couple from Eagle Farm, and then we'll talk some origin at the end. So hopefully we can get the chocolates this weekend after game one, which was pretty brutal. But we're going to skip the first three. Tommy, you said that race four was um, a pretty good race at Randwick. So we'll have a little squeeze. So you got to remember, market's open today. So generally, we normally do it. You know, 24, 36 hours after they open, but they only opened about eight hours ago, some of these, and there's already been some good moves. The favourite for the Hayes, um, six bucks already in the 390 for that. Wow, uh, I don't know. How curry curry. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Looks like a kiwi sort of name, but anyway, car um, is Gay Waterhouse. Um, Timmy Clark obviously loves riding for them. That's at four dollars. We got pretty wild at four forty. Dehorned unicorn, love the name. Six dollars out to seven. Clippo's riding for Joe Pride. You got cruel summer Sacrimony. on the drift, but you know it's been going all right. Bitcoin baby, tough. Fifteen bucks. A um, couple of roughies there too, but Tommy, you said this race was good. Who do you like, mate? I think there's
2: five or six last start winners, so um. You look at Huesca uh, and De Horn Unicorn winning at um, Warwick Farm last start, really good runs. I think it sets up a bit of a pace with Huesca and a couple others in it as well, and uh, Pretty Wild was really good on debut. Um, just want to see how it goes going up from a maiden into a big race like this. Especially he had McDonald on, and it was pretty windy that day, and I thought he, um, I thought he rode it pretty well to be uh, out of the wind, and then just just uh, hitting the line pretty well. So I, I won't be backing pretty wild off that run, but I think it's a horse to look out for. The one I want to back is Poe Carry. Carey. I thought that win at Gosford was massive. And if we get a bit of get a bit of speed with things like Wesker and a few others leading, then I think you can really set it up for um, Poe Carey Carey. And it, it just absolutely killed him at Gosford. Yeah. It just, within three strides, just lapped him up and put them to bed. So I... I'll take three ninety for it. I, I yeah, I think it's a really good race. Yeah. A lot of a lot of last up winners, a lot of different form, but in a bit of odds for it. So I'm
1: trying to remember Pekari Pekari, was that the race where it sort of hung at the back and like sort of ran at the back of the field and then completely lapped him by like three lengths? it
2: just just went completely round them and ate him up and I think Nash even pulled him up with fifty to go. He mm. was uh he was just flying on it. I think it was snow, I can't remember, but um uh,
0: yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So I'll go carry carry. Agree with him, King. Yeah, well, it's a tough race as Tommy's already alluded to. Like, there's a few chances for sure, and I think the whole card's kind of in the similar kind of breath where it's like there isn't really any odds on pops from what I've my early thoughts. Anyway, I think they're going to be like five bucks or better the field for at least half the card, and I don't know, like. It feels like winter racing, doesn't it? Like the mm. the form lines, try to match them and then, yeah, come into city grade. And a lot of these provincials are coming to the city for the first time on a Saturday and you just go, oh, do they match up? I'm not sure. We do see the track back to a soft, soft range after a little bit of rain over the last couple of days. It'll probably stay there or thereabouts. I'd say soft five if it does stay dry overnight and tomorrow. So there will be – Oh, it's pretty much next to a good good thing anyway, so I'd probably still rely on good form and self disregard the heavy running. But for this race, speed uh, D-Horn Unicorn could find the front quite easily. I think I know it's drawn seven, but not too many front runners on the inside of it. Bakari Kari will probably slide back. Much the same as Pretty Wild. Um, definitely a market watch for pretty wild in my eyes as well, Tommy. I think just the fact that straight from midweek, Maiden into this little handy three-year-old benchmark 72. I mean, obviously they have thoughts about it. Kathy on board, which is a little bit of a query of mine, but it's going to be carrying rock bottom weight, which, you know, I guess there is upside to it. But I, I do think that um, it'll be a race in two with Picari Kari and Dehorned Unicorn. I'd be probably looking to back both, especially if it's four bucks, give or take curry, curry and dehorn unicorns above the price as well. Yeah. Um, it'll, yeah, I think it'll be dictated on whether the race – like it, I will get to watch the highway, midway and so forth to see how the track actually plays with the six metres out with the rail. So if there is a little bit of a bias, I'd probably be all lanes of that note actually. So – Dehorned Unicorn could set up real comfortable lead and just yeah sit and sprint. So I'd probably go Dehorned Unicorn.
1: Okay, Dehorned Unicorn, great name. Um, race number five, Nifla is the fave. This is the Walla runner that won two starts back and then got beaten by uh, the O'Shea runner, which is second favorite at four bucks. You got Elusive Jewel at sixes, Flexibles there, nothing sweet about me. That's it, double figures. Even Donado's there. Am I am I right in saying that's Ben Way's horse? Donato? You'd be correct. Yeah, right. Donato. And that um had a pretty good second the other week too, I remember. I remember watching it. I think it lost to Brown Thomas. Um, Tommy, Niffler. Can it come, can it bounce back?
2: Yeah, I just worry about the step up for Niffler. I think it, it's been very consistent But um, Chris Williams on taking off two kilos is and never won over 1,800 before. It's been really consistent though. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a worry. I, I sort of look at some more tried and tested horses like um, Bella Fee it has strung two really good wins together. Reese Jones just killing it at the moment. Uh, and Donato as well, who needs at least 1,800 metres to get going, I think. And as you said, it was um, just finishing second behind Brown Thomas the other day. The, the one I want to give a bit of a spree cool. I say it every week, but with that again. But um, it was really disappointing last night at Rose Hill. I just never thought it was in it. Uh, but Gary and Gary and the team really, really excited to step it up to eighteen hundred metres. Think that's um just a bit of distance to get this going, uh this horse going. Karen McAvoy on to ride as well. Just really getting into it. He'll sit out back and if the tracks by then we should know if the track's even or not. And if they're if they're making up a bit of ground, I think Anne and again can be a knockout. But there's a lot of bias there, so maybe don't listen to me. And oh speaking to Ben Way, who does have that chair in Donato, he said there's uh, a bit of chat that it might go to a midweek next week instead. So just um just maybe look out for that. The other one's a Jewel, as well, has been
1: very consistent this prep. But uh
2: and again, little um savour on, but Cumbella fee I
1: think
0: wins. Thoughts, King. Another tough race. I think Niflis is under the odds. That's personally what I think. Um Cumbella fee, they all come out of like the same same race, uh last start going back about two weeks ago. It was over the mile at Randwick. Um, that day, I'd say it's got to play similar. It's just more or less the rail coming out, being pushed out a little bit further. 1800s the actual real query of mine, I guess. Um, there's a couple that kind of dig that kind of distance range anyway. So it's got to be interesting to see how they actually all turn up. I do like the fact that Niffler is fourth up into an eighteen hundred running on the soft five soft six range I do think that there is upside there but for the price I mean I'm not sure if I'm willing to find out at that price Uh, fee much the same the it'll big time appreciate just the fact that it's stepping up to 1800 this is more or more or less about a 2 thousand 2200 meter kind of horse so the fact that it's strung two wins back to back is huge Uh on shorter distances. So it could definitely go three in a row, have a little picket fence next to it. Reese Jones, he's flying, takes two kilos off. So I definitely can't steer you off that. One that I don't mind at all, I mean, elusive Joe I've backed this thing countless amount of times in this preparation. And I don't know if I can steer you into the 1800. I've never been tried over it. So it's got to be a little bit of a query. Doesn't really like Randwick either. So... I'm going to probably put a pen through it at the price, but I don't mind taking Love the Invasion on for a little bit. Uh, fourth up, it's going to be fitter. Finally finds himself in the soft range. It's been a while since that. Um, yeah, fourth up, 1,800 Randwick. It'll probably set the speed of this race. 12 bucks, I like. It'll probably sit outside nothing sweet about me for the lead and, it looks like it's going to be a pretty soft lead. I really do think it's going to be a soft lead. Um, so 12 bucks to find out. I don't mind it, but Combella Feed does look like a classy galloper.
1: Okay, the O'Shea runner. Uh, race number six is the Stayers Cup. Generally, the ones that I don't like the distance run races, but Alakahan is the fave. Richard and Will, Timmy Clark aboard, four bucks. Bonnie Ezra at 420. Bonnie Ezra uh, ran pretty well, I thought, in that last, whatever the listed race was when it lost to Irish sequel. It was a pretty good win uh, run. Uh, Shameless Me is there at 460. A little bit of coin for it. Maricopa, Louise Day, Ron Quinn. Uh, what else you got? The bowl. Feel the rush. Nothing else really, money wise, but. um. Look, there's three pretty much equal favourites at the top, Tommy. Which way are you going?
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit more open than those, runners. So I'm a I'm a Bonnie fan and I thought I think what you're saying is right that Bonnie and Alecahan run really well last start in that uh, winter cup. But um, just having a look, you look at something like Maricopa who's beaten Bonnie two starts ago around that twenty four hundred, stepped up to thirty two and sort of ran out about twenty eight at hundred really well and Sort of held on and finished fifth in a in a group two Brisbane Cup with some genuine stays about it. Coming back to that as far as this race, twenty six, uh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah twenty six hundred. I think I think that suits something like um, yeah Maricopa really well uh, for Robert Quinn. So look, I, I think a little spec, yeah, shamelessness was really good, but it's it's stepping up in grade. I, I tend to go to the ones coming back in grade from the from a big race like the Brisbane Cup and back in distance. Um, I'm gonna go
0: Maricopa at that seven dollar fifty uh, price. I think it's um I think it's a bit of a good bet. Right. you, King? I don't mind the Maricopa bet coming from that, you know, Brizzy Cup. Group two, I mean it's it's strong form. I mean, it's not the strongest Brisbane Cup you've ever seen, but compared to this field opposed to that Brizzy Cup, I mean it it's gonna be carrying rock bottom weight. Um yeah, I see plenty of upside. I guess the only query might be just the step down, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think that it, this thing just stays for days, so that shouldn't be an issue. Um, one, I don't mind, and I think it has been specked, does not it, Fernambulist? Just yeah. looking at it, and- so it's seven bucks, seven fifty. Uh, so it's, yeah, right. So, uh, but I don't mind it. Arabellini is going to get the world's softest, softest lead here, and I think Fernambulist will cross and just kind of sit off its hindquarters uh, there and just coast along. Just The last win I had at Gosford was enormous, I thought. Um, the fact that it was carrying 58 on that day and this this week around, he'll be carrying about 50 kilos with the claim is my understanding. So it's just going to be carrying nothing on its back. I think there is a little bit of upside. I know it's going to be up in class and everything else, but that Gosford trip was over the same distance, 2,600. So distance tick low weight tick and all its wins albeit only two and three minor placings have been on that soft range so it likes a little bit of cut out of the ground and for 750 I mean I I definitely see a bit of upside but yeah I don't mind backing both here so uh, Fernambulist and Maricopa
1: Okay, race number seven, and this is a tough one. We have four horses, all at equal favorites, and all at five bucks. So Bethancourt, Court five bucks, Francesco Guardi at five dollars, Born a King five bucks, and Solar Apex five bucks. Money wise, I guess Solar Apex was eight fifty, and that's into five. So there's been some solid backing for that. The others all opened around six and five dollars. So Solar Apex is pretty popular. Last Chevrolet is sevens. Flexible is an emergency. It's in the earlier race as well. Major Arties at 10s, Wairi Falls, Knight of Power, Phillipsburg, they're all there as well. But far out, Tommy, four horses all at five bucks.
2: And three of them trained by Chris Waller, two of them ridden by Schofields. Um, and a few of them the last start winners. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I really like um I really like the two Schofield ones as well. I think um Crentesto Guardi was really good. Um, Bill farm running up the fence, uh, finally getting to a Dry track, beating Lysopalidas and Ventura Ocean at 1,400 metre class, 6 up there. Look, I, I think if we can recreate that, it can go pretty close, but I, I, Born a King was just as good, uh, that 2,000 metre race at Rose Hill. Mate, that, that, that was pretty impressive as well. So, look, he's laid hold a few of these jocks. He's put Glyn on one and Chad on another. Reese Jones rides Solar Apex he can make a case for. It's, it's about picking the right wall horse, but I think you
1: could almost back Gardy and Borna King and still coming out in
0: front. I, I'd probably lean just towards Borna King, though. Can you split him, King? It's tough, isn't it? Like, it's so tough. Don't mind actually backing the toppy here. I think Bethencourt's just like a, a proper honest horse. And you could, yeah, you could genuinely make a case for half the field, I reckon, in this race more so the top half of it, like Border King, Tommy's already made a case for, Francesco Gwadi's already, yeah, there's runs on the board there. Even something like Warrior Falls, Moran, Knight of Power, they could genuinely be chances here as well. Um, but, yeah, Bethencourt, I think just the fact that it's got two kilos off its back, it comes back from open company into this benchmark 88, is it? Um, I think last start, I think it was... Genuinely a little bit further back than anyone thought, but um, it ran home really nicely. I know it's a genuine swimmer, so the dry track's a little bit of a query of mine, um, or the drying track, should I say? And it is, you know, like you said, equal favoritism at five bucks. But I just think it's just an in-form horse, and it's just honest. It it just doesn't run a bad race in my eyes. So five bucks to find out for it. Yeah, I could definitely have a little slice on that.
1: All right, Uh, race eight, Battleton's the third emergency, it's fave, it's 4.20. Maria Mia is the Clipperton Joe Pride runner, two starts ago, that was a bloody good win, Um, I think it was Rose Hill, Taxu, good horse that I like, that's eight bucks in the sixes, looks like Elvis, popular as well, that's at 7.50, we got Dawn Passage, Oscar Zulu, True Detective, they're all there. Um, Lightning Jack even, I think Lightning Jack, that's had a couple of starts, but... Look, these are Maria Mia, two starts go very good. Taxu, we know what Taxu can do. So, Tommy, where are
2: you? Yeah, probably really another tough race. Really, uh, Maria Mia's been doing pretty well. Taxu, yeah, really good form apart from that last start. Oscar Zili really coming third in the BRC Sprint last start, but I actually want to go the other one in the um uh, in that same race, the BRC Sprint, which it did come last, but it it had a third in the um. The Archer, the Wait for Age race before in Dawn Passage. I know Gay's a big fan of this horse. Uh, she's got family members in it, and it's, um, it tends to run its best race third up as well. Uh, I remember a few people saying that Gay uh, needs a couple runs uh, to really get this horse going. It's, it trialed twice before running and had a decent break. So I'm really keen to see what Dawn Passage can do third up here coming back in great a little bit. But it's still a really tough race, as we've said. So many horses coming out of some really good form in um, a couple of Queensland races. But I want to watch Dawn Passage. In saying that, there's some yeah some great other form lines. Takasu is really good. Maria Mia. Uh, if Battleton gets in as well, it's, it's going to be a massive watch. But I'm going to have a little spec at 750 on Dawn Passage, I think.
1: You give any, uh, any love to looks like Elvis? It was a bloody good random win
0: at Flemington last start. Great win, and um, it's been backed. I think. Oh no, that was was that before? Was that during All In though? I yep, can't remember. It was. Yeah, I guess a couple of things. Taxu, the drying track could be a little bit of a query. Saying that, I mean, there is genuinely not a whole lot of speed in this race, uh, so it could just roll up just with these fifty-four kilos. 1,400 metres also suits. So, um, yeah, at the moment I couldn't pen through it. If it if the track does hit a good range, I'd probably be laying it. And I could probably say that to a few things as well. Like Maria Mia, I could probably make more of a case for. Uh, can handle all surfaces anyway, so that's a big tick. Good, soft, heavy, doesn't matter. Comes off the back of a, a strong fourth in the Dane Ripper, so, that, you know, that's on... Stakes grade level, uh, closed off really late in that race. So I think just the fact that it's drawn the pole here as well, which definitely helps, I think. It'll probably get nice cover and just have a real nice run in transit. I don't mind the price for it. One that I could make a slight case for, which, where did it go? It's further up in the page here. Sorry, boys. Uh, Oscar Zula had a good prep. Um, And then right at the top here not cariff next looks like elvis yeah good on you so the toppy he really really market watch kind of horse tamahir t- french girl uh, french mare sorry the nation stable had got it i watched uh two starts back wherever the hell that was over seven meters in a listed grade race it's small field but absolutely brain the field so i'd be curious what she's planning to do, if it's just like a wait for, let's say, into the – it might be an Epsom horse is kind of where I'm getting to. Like 1,600 metres seems to be its ideal kind of range. So this 1,400 might be a little bit on the sharper side, but I've just got a feeling these colours – we've seen time and time again, as of late anyway, that I think if it runs well and if it might only have one run this – so-called preparation, just to get used to the whole Australian way of racing, it might get spelled spelled immediately off the back of it. And I reckon just the fact that it's running Group 2s overseas, even Group 1s of that name. So there's obviously something good going with this horse. I'm just curious what Nesham's thinking of it. And at the moment it's at a price. So I guess it's a, definitely a market watch come uh, Saturday, but yeah, I at the moment I want to be on. What did I say? I want to be on uh, Maria Mia Thank you. All right,
1: Maria Mia Keep an eye on Tamaki. It's drawn sixteen. Like you said, it's one. It's running some Group Ones, Group Twos. Interesting one to keep our eye on. All right, race number nine is eleven hundred meters. Marigan is Faye. Reese Jones is aboard five dollars and fifty cents. Conscript is there for Gerald Ryan and Sterling. That's the seven fifty. Irish Angels going around. I call Junie home. Seven fifty. Bit of money for Hulk. We all know Hulk. Josh Parr's riding for Walla. That's 13s into nines. And Albagio Miss and Mistyora. are the other ones in single figures. You got a bunch there. Uh, double figures. But a lot there. I think there's seven or eight Tommy below ten bucks.
2: Yeah, mate. You can take Hulk. I won't be anywhere near Hulk. Um, Irish Angel, I think, um, was the last start run was really good, and I think it's improving. Chat on for Waller. Uh, Chad's his man at the moment, going really well. So watch Irish Angel. Misty Orr's trialled huge. I I really like Misty Orr um, for the Snowdens here. Uh, they started a string a few together last prep as well. It just trod enormous. So Misty Orr probably be the one for me, but. This I called Junie Holmes, a massive watch. Came to Canterbury in a mares race at the end of last prep. Uh, uh, sorry, last start it was, um, and did really well. And uh, Luke Pepper, he's a good trainer, and he he's strung a few wins with this horse. So it's um yeah it's 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 a massive watch as well. But I'm going to go Mr. Yaw from uh, Irish Angel and a bit of a watch on I call Junie Home.
0: Bit of odds there. What about you, Koi? Um, ditto with Tommy. I like Misty Orr here. Low draw. I just think that there is, it's 1100 meters. There is so much speed in this. All drawn out from it, but uh, I think they're just going to go gun ho. And I reckon it opens up definitely for the back markers. And well, yeah, Misty Orr tried well, has pretty decent uh, first up form. I think, yeah, I'm just looking at the rest of the market. Couple of them I'd definitely lay, but yeah, I think just the the natural speed over this eleven hundred meter trip brings something like Misty or Irish Angel into play, and dare I say even Hulk. But yeah, same as Tommy, I can't back Hulk. To I mean, the thing doesn't know how to win, so I'll be on Misty or uh, yeah, Misty or with a low draw. All
1: right, you both like Misty or? You can get around ten bucks for Misty or. All uh, right. Uh, last race of the day at Ranwick Sinbar is the fave. Karen, five bucks into three seventy. You got Jojo was a man. Uh, good start. A good win last start at ranwick too. That was really good. King's heirs there. Patrick Scorse is riding for Kim War. Four Valo's there at seven fifty. You got Blesk ready to humble. That's an emergency at 12 He's got Cafe Royal, Pandano from the Bush. Uh, even got a bit of nitride there, Tommy. Mate, um, if nitride gets a run, be wary. it's
2: had two two really good wins so far this prep and yeah, three in a row. Uh, knowing, yeah, knowing someone who's talk, spoke to Lou, he's had this race circled for a while, thinking that he'd come to town and win this race. So uh, getting in's the other thing, We um, Maxfield's a 14 on Saturday, which is a bit of a bummer. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him. I try have a run here and um, give it to a couple of these horses. But it is a tough little race. I think things like Four Valors, uh, first up run was good. Jojo was a man. It's starting to... Um, Really find its its form that a few people thought it might have early on in its career. Yeah, King's Air was really good for Kim War. You think it'll only improve? Gates a bit of a worry and the weight, but Paddy Scores coming to town claiming threes is, is a big win. And Cathay Royale's a bit of a watch as well. The the one I want to really talk about is Simba. I thought that win at um, I was at Eagle Farm was was just huge. It was it was just sort of in mid pack and then just when called upon absolutely brain them I Doomin', yeah uh, Doomin was and if we get a nice if we get a um, some good weather I really think this horse um, can really go on I know Gerald had it numbed for the Civic as well so he's definitely got an opinion of this horse uh, gate 11's probably not too bad carrying on I think it's, I think it's a really good good horse this Simba so I'll be on it but I'll be having something on not
0: Tried each way if it gets in. Cody? Okay. Tough, real tough. Uh, I would have liked to back Kings there, but it is absolutely car park. I mean, yeah, there will be scratchings below it in from the wide barrier. So it'll, it will probably come in four barriers, making it come out of 13. It does have okay gate yeah, speed, but it's probably, I have to think that Kim's probably going to scratch it um, unless something significant happens. There's a couple of really – there's internationals in this race as well, which I have question marks over. So that's going to be interesting to see come Saturday anyway. Nesham's got one in Umrah Hall uh, coming out from Barry 18. Another Haydock Goodwood. You know, it's a rating 100 and comes out of listing of races. So I'll keep an eye on it, but at the same time, I can't back it from that barrier either. Same with Waller. He's got First Light, which is – It's interesting. It's a, what, a 1,400 metre race is this? Uh, And it's all its form are over 1,800 or further. So he's got something working up and I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, I really genuinely don't know what to back here. Um, Simba, Tommy's already made for a case case for it. I don't mind it at all. A couple of horses, like Four Valor. I think the draw once again hurts it I uh, 16 it will ping the barriers but 16 that just hurts yeah genuinely boys i don't know like i, I didn't think i'd be saying jojo was a man it's probably a really really ch- good chance 1400 randwick again drawn five gets two kilo claim i i, I see a lot of upside in it so it's, it's pretty hard to actually look past and the fact that the track's improving definitely is handy for it so it'll yeah, it appreciates the good and it has one on the soft. So I just don't see it being... I, I think it'll probably figure. So at, at this stage, Jojo was a man.
1: All right, Jojo was a man. It was impressive last start. It was good. All right, that is all of Ranwick. We're going to do three races from uh, Queensland up at Eagle Farm, and then we'll touch on some origins. So the three races from Eagle Farm, we're going to do races seven, eight, and nine. Race seven, we got... Double favorite, uh, Chase Sonardi and, and Stroll. Chase open opened nine bucks; it's already fives. And Stroll, touch of a drift, four sixty to five dollars. The next line of betting is Johnny Rocker. So if anyone was listening to the podcast, our last podcast, Tommy gave that a push at around twenties or something. It was around twenty bucks, I think. Um, that was a good win. So that was the Barry Lockwood uh, runner. That's at sixes. We got Metallicity, bit of a punish. That's at eights. We got Honey Pot, and then we go out to some others uh, bigger odds. Tommy thoughts.
2: Mate, there's no reason why Johnny Rocker can't do it again. He's, um, uh, Sam Collett's actually riding really well at the moment and uh, doing some good things. So watch Johnny Rocker. Victory moments. Has had some good form. I think he at up $14, a bit over the odds. Uh, I think it's time we sack Metallicity. Uh, one I want a little spruit for is Dark Harmony. I, I don't know why it's $31. Uh, David Joyce has it. And speaking to his brother Paul, he's, he's got a decent opinion of it. It's run two really good seconds in some heavy tracks. Uh, and I think he thinks it might go a little bit better on a dry track as well. So really keen to see what he can do. Um, I, think he, I think he was keen on it a few weeks ago, and it actually had to scratch because it had an abscess or something, Joyce was telling me. So uh, just a just little little speck each way. You get $8 a place for Dark Harmony, and I think he might be able to go okay. But, yeah, uh, you can make a case for a few more. But uh, I'm going to stay with um, Strike by the Iron Tot with Johnny
0: Rocker. Johnny Rocker, Coey, with Johnny Johnny was great last start. I just think uh, the step-up is a little bit of a query. A sl- only slight, though, albeit. Um, I just uh, – I definitely appreciated the less speed on drawn on the inside of it and crossed really well last start. So I can't see oh, – I mean, I can definitely see the same thing happening. Saying that uh, there's a couple of nonnies in this race, isn't there, like Honeypot, Metallicity, we've already touched on. I'm going to – I was going to make a case for Chase and Artie, but 12, even with Nash on, I think that's going to be tricky. I think the form line's nice with political debate and sharp and, smart, sharp and smart. But, yeah, barrier 12, where does it settle? I'm not sure. It's probably going to be a little bit worth, west of midfield. Whilst I think Straw will – Despite the drift, although small, uh, Mm. I think pikey on board, low draw, barrier two, step up in distance should be sweet. I think it was a really nice win in the Bill Carter last start. Um, Yeah, I think it'll just sit behind the speed and just go bang, bit of uh, pikey magic and proven thoroughbreds up in Queensland. I mean, they're a pretty household name up there nowadays. So yeah, I'll take a little bit of stroll action here. Alright,
1: stroll around the four sixty-five buck mark. Alright, the next race is the Tats Tiara. It's a very open race this year, but Ana Visto, a little bit of a drift out to five bucks. We got Snap Dancer, which drew wide at sixes. We got Star Tontes, which has been pretty popular. There's been bets trickling in. That's at nine fifty. Away games going around. We've got Shout the Bar, Brooklyn Hustle, which is, you know funny horse. Um, Kiku's there. Kiku was 15, out to 17, into to 12. Uh, Nudge Wonderbar at Tissue. There's plenty of good horses in this race. It's very, very open, eh, Tom?
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I really like the Phillies and Mares, um races, and you get a different one at 1,400, what you saw at the Sangster uh, a month ago. So um, Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I'm a big Snap Dancer fan, but I just think the gate and getting to 1,400 might be a bit of a worry with We've seen a race with a lot of speed too. You see things like Snapdancer, Dancer, Away Game. Um, I'm sure there's a few more that go forward. Yeah, look, it's really tough, tough sort of race. You, you got the Wallerathon as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can pick a Walla one. Um, Uncle Brenton, Aunt Judy have a share in Kitu, and I think its run last up was really good, um, winning that Magic Millions race. And I, I, mate, there's a bit of money for it, and. Strong best out of the um, Waller runners, and I think if you can find a spot just off the speed, it, it could really set up for it. Um, we've seen it run a mile really strong as well, and I think this 1400 meter just suits perfectly. I know it was McDonald's on last time, but yeah, you're not missing anything with Tommy Berry. It's probably um, one of the jockeys that you want on a horse like this. Wonder Bar is a big worry, I think, as well. Huey on for Chris Lee's has got the best out of this horse before. There's a couple. They're really worrying me. Um, I'd sort of be keener on if they drew a gate, things like um, Charmy Baby, Snap Dancer, um, and and away game all coming from those tough draws. Uh, The bit of news today as well that I've never seen this happen after a draw, but they've moved the rail in two, so it's only at six now, where they've actually means another horse can enter the field and they're allowing Enchanted Half in there as well and, I know Kyle Wilson Tapada at least two winners today, so um, he, he's a big he's a really good jockey on the rise, but whether you can get something like enchanted home uh enchanted home is another question. Mate, I'm gonna go Kiku.
1: Kiku at
0: twelves now, King. I'd like, uh, Kiku, I mean, I do like, but I just don't. I've got slight queries about fourteen hundred, only slight. I think it, it's definitely a chance. Twelve bucks is a great price to find out, I think. But I can rip through a couple of these. I, I don't mind Pan, but it's drawn wider, so I just have to ignore that. Yamazaki probably changed training training camps now with the nation camp. Uh, one, two that I do like. Tommy's already touched on Wonderbar. I think Wonderbar's a really, really good chance. Fifty-seven, good modern cups, second. It'll appreciate going up to fourteen hundred. I think it's probably, it's probably as far as it wants to go. Uh, Barry nine kind of suits, but one that and Brooklyn Hustle as well. Another one I love following, but never fucking win on. Um, I think it's running the Stradbroke was actually quite. Mm huge especially from right out the back of the field right like it was dead last essentially and managed to close off to about four lengths behind alligator blood so i definitely do forgive that run and yeah it just keeps running in group one company so definitely a chance but at the moment yeah wonderbar on top but with a little bit of specky for vangelic yeah (laughs) then that Evangelic, I don't know. I think just the fact that it's drawn 8, and I think it's a genuine on-top-of-the-ground horse. Second-up form's good. 1400's good. Barrier 8, it'll probably try to lead. I'll definitely need to look at the speed map a little bit more, but I think it could get a pretty soft run. Even if it doesn't lead, if it just sits in, like, the front quartet, I think it's definitely in for a chance of 31 bucks. I'm willing to kind of find out almost, so... Definitely a rough, he'll be Vangelic, but I'll be kind of steering towards the Wonderbar camp.
1: Okay, Wonderbar, got both at odds. Wonderbar 14s and Vangelic at 31s, nine bucks a place. Um, last of the race last race of the day there is pretty good, actually. So King of Sparta's fave, 290 was 390, so money's come. Baller is going around, slight drift, but it was a good win last start. Rangers is there, shooting for gold, our old mate's there. Alpine Edge, Garibaldi, Blondo, One Diva, Prime Candidate, April Rain. This is... Probably the best race I've seen so far at Eagle Farm, and it comes up in the last of the day, Tom.
2: Yeah, it's good. Um, ball is one of mine, and it's it's just going to be weight, which is a bit of a concern. But Huey on for Golan, I think it's a massive chance. But the one I want to be with is Rangers. I think uh, ten dollars. Roy Maloney, uh, Peter and Paul Snowden after winning last start at Eagle Farm and doing it pretty well. I thought um, I'm a big fan. I'm. Going to keep on, Rangers trained. Peter and Paul, Snowden going so well in Queensland, especially at Eagle Farm. Um, I think they can win this race, um, whether it's King of Sparta or Rangers. I'm going to take Rangers at the better odds because um, it's the horse in form at the moment. It's improved massively from that first up run, and I think it can improve again. Berry on King of Sparta, though, suggests that that's the way they're thinking, that, that it might run well. But I wouldn't be surprised if Pug does really well on this Rangers. $10, uh, why not?
1: Are you king?
0: Shooting for gold? Uh, definitely not with that draw. park definitely hurts it, I think. Uh, and I don't think it's quite come back the same horse as last preparations. So a bit of a miss for mine. Uh, Tommy pretty much summed it up perfectly. I think the Snowdens will – they've had an enormous Queensland campaign. And it, I think it, I just do see it as a oh, – I'd probably say it's got to be a Quinella. So that would probably be my play. Uh, king of Sparta had a nice tick over troll. Fifth. But it was just real soft, and it was an easy watch. You know, not even really going into his work, he was just he just looked good and just ran ran on really really well through the line. Uh, saying that the price is pretty hard to take, really, isn't it? Like it's it's absolutely smashed in the market. So whether you want to take the gamble and go chips in on it, I'm not sure. But Rangers, Tommy's pretty much nailed that. In I think just that last uh, run in the Hinkler was huge. The fact that Barry jumps off this and goes on King of, uh, King of Sparta, I think that is a telltale sign that that's kind of what they're thinking is the better chance. I do appreciate it. But Pug Pug's no uh, slouch. So, yeah, I'm just going for the uh, Quinella, Snowden, Quinella.
1: Snowden, Quinella. All righty. All right, that's three from Eagle Farm. We'll do a multi and then getting to some origin. All right, three horses to win. Uh, I am going a race that we didn't talk about, and that's race two at Week. That's Deficit. Deficit, I thought, was a really good win last start. Oh, sorry, not win. A really good second to Nifla last start, and I think it's maybe gets. So it's been backed already, 550 to 370, but I'm happy to take 370. Uh, we'll go to you, Tom, because you're Week, and Cohey's going interstate. But, Tommy, you're one.
2: Mate, I'll say mine for the lucky last at uh, Sydney and that Simba. Jordan, and Sterling uh, had a really good win with it at Dearborn, um first up and I think can continue. Um, it's known for a listed race, but they've just sort of come here instead. So, yeah, I think big opinion of Simba. kept the ball rolling.
1: Okay, race two, deficit, race 10, Simba. Kohai, which state are you going to?
0: We're going to the far west, boys. We're going to Perth. Just for fun, really. I mean, (laughs) you know, why the hell not, really. Uh, I've gone to the Strickland Stakes, which is the feature for them on the day. I know it's short, but uh, I'm going with a favourite. God has chosen for the Lindsay Smith and CJP to ride, and CJP is absolutely airborne. Uh, The last, uh, what did it do? It was in the Group 3, last uh, in the Hyperion. Uh, Got stuck in a little bit of traffic and then, Absolutely flew late from uh, pretty much next to last. Now it steps out 2,000 metres. I, I just, yeah, it's perfect set up for it. I think it's it's a definitely a promising horse. I think we'll see more of it come uh, the end of the year during their Masters Series Um yeah, I just think that this thing will absolutely fly down the outside with CJP on board. So take the two bucks now.
1: Love that. All right. Two bucks there. So you get in the multi, all three of them. You'll get close to thirty to one for those three. All right. State of origin is happening. Unfortunately, we had a shocker game one. It was pretty ordinary. We only lost by a try, but Freddie's rung in the changes. Um Completely off-topic. I don't know if you guys have listened to these podcasts, but I've been listening to Stories of Origin. Tom, surely you've listened to some of them? Yeah, mate,
2: i listen listened to them.
1: I've they're unreal. Up. Unreal. Yeah, so really good. Anyone wants to get a bit of a footy fix, they're very good. Stories of Origin. Um, all right. Um, we won't recap game one, but more so, I'll ask you, Cody. do you think we needed to ring in as many changes as we did? It's
0: so hard to say, isn't it? Like, I mean... The, I mean, let's be honest. There's been a couple of injuries, hence that. I guess besides like, injuries, yeah. Well, I guess so. So besides injuries, so we're obviously taking out Catoni out of play. Not Catoni. Yeah, yeah, Kittone. yeah. we got rid of Stags. Stags is gone and Crichton's gone in that side, Is he? Is it Crichton that side or is it? Um,
1: yeah, Crichton and Burton's gone the other side.
0: Burton's gone the other side. I think Burton, I think everyone's frothing on that proposition. He scored a lot Burton, of tries
1: in centre last year.
0: And I think just the fact that he just seems like the informed pick is just playing for a rubbish club. Is that how we word it? Yeah, probably. Um, But he's still standing out and shining right through. So Burden just seems like a perfect origin match. I think it was just bound to happen sooner or later. I was thinking that this might have been a little bit early for him, but at the same time, now's the time to shine, and I just think that he is up for the challenge anyway. Uh, who else comes in? So, Gerbo comes in, Appy comes in. I don't mind the idea at all having that. I think we've kind of mimicked that 14, 14, 9 that Queen, Queensland more or less did last uh, last game on us. Like,
1: I love ben, coming in, love it.
0: Yeah, ben, oh, I mean, how good? I think that's where we really lost in game one. Um, do you
1: ben think, RC, think RCG is a bit stiff getting dropped?
0: A little bit, a little bit, um, but it's, it's hard, isn't it? Like, I guess if anything, they had to try manipulate the bench, right? Cause RCG was off the bench, wasn't he? So they had Paulo and Haas and Paulo was a little bit flat, but Haas was huge. Um, saying that Paulo didn't do too much wrong in my eyes. I just think that they were they're just kind of almost at a point of just experimenting too much. So I don't know if they needed the to be the change. But I do like Gerbo being the steady head that comes into the side, so it, yeah, it's a little bit contradictory. But I like it because Jerbo's in. But at the same time, do they need to change it? Can't really answer that. I think that I, I think they might have made too many changes. But Happy is probably the biggest tick, right? Love that.
1: What about Tommy? What do you think about having someone like Talakai on the bench? Random? My, my, my,
2: no, so I, I disagree with what Kelly's saying. I I, I think there's a very particular uh, way. Freddie wanted to play that first game. So you look at the guys that they've dropped. It's Stags, it's Campbell-Gillard, it's Matheson, it's Sims, Whiten because of the injury. They're big guys. They're all big guys. And that's what we said, that they're going to dominate the first game because they're so big. And then Queensland kept selling the ruck. So Freddie's going, okay, we can't dominate with big guys. We've got to control the ruck. We've got to speak. So who do they bring in? They bring in Coruscant. They bring in Burton. They bring in people like Talakai, people like, uh, Jake Travojevic who's he, he's playing forward but he's a much quicker sort of guy and uh, give a lot more in defence as well so I can see what I can i can actually really see what Freddie and Brandy and they're all doing, they want a quick team that um, with this slowed rough then they can fly out of dummy half um, much more the way the game's going at the moment have these great set plays, if, if Cleary's getting shut down they can use Burton for a bit of a kick and have a bit of People playing a bit everywhere. When we we're going so well, we had Turbo running around. We had Latrell running around. Throw Torres in there. Let him run around. Throw um, people like Burton. Just let him loose. Talakai would be a great person, and he can fill so many roles. So, mate, I'm I'm all in on what Freddie's doing, and I, I think I think he's got a plan. And to win this, we got I think we're going to trust him. It worked so well in Perth last time. Um, where he played a lot similar as well, where Tommy and mm. Latrell just carved up there. So Fox I can see much of the same, yeah, much of the same happening. Even Angus Crichton, he's a big dude, but he gets through the line so well. Like he, he's always making breaks, and he's he can be quick on his feet. He can play him in the middle. He can play him on the side. It's it's much more fast and loose side. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
1: So you've just given Freddie a big rap. You also a bit dirty that Fox didn't get picked. Daniel Tupo?
2: No, massively. And that's what I'm talking about. Nice, quick game and and that. And I actually actually think he should have – what Freddie was saying was Tupo played his way into that team. Well, I think Fox has actually played his way back in front of Tupo. But to Freddie's credit, he's staying with the same. So, look, let's support him because if he doesn't win this game, the series is over and um, we don't want that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a really good game. Queensland only made two changes because of um, injury. I think Ruben Cotter's a massive loss. Um, yeah, bring another big. Yeah, bring another big guy. And um, Lindsey Collins on the start, Dry on the bench, and no doubt Dry's going to be starting something. And there, there's been a bit more media talk about Grubs, Liam Martin being a bit of a grub, Arrow <laughs> being a bit of a grub, being a grub. Yeah, so Angus Crichton's throwing barbs out. So. This is what we want. I think we just need to get an origin game out of the way and then these players can start having a go at each other and much more the origin flavour.
1: Got to give um, Queensland a bit of a wrap. I hate it. I'm, they're going to get a minute here. But Valentine Holmes, career best form at the moment, killing it. He's flying. Selwyn Cobos a freak. Ponga, Ponga is as well. Tor Lungy is going to be a gun too. He is a great inclusion. I think, obviously, they were going to him or Hammer or something on the wing. He's going to be a freak. But to be honest, Munster it's so annoying how much we fall for his dummies and he can still rake the ball out of your hands in origin. It shits me to tears.
2: As, as we were saying in the lead up to that first one, like I, he's a form player at the comp at the moment, Munster. He's just, he's just everywhere. He's, he's putting the big plays in attack or defense or whatever it is. So, um, he's a big one. He's a big one. They got to shut down. And then when Harry Grant comes on, he's another one. And, um, similar to us with the, the Penrith quartet, we've got to look out for the Maroons and that Cowboys side with um Val and Tuolungi mm. and Nanai all sort of running together. That's gonna to, to be a big yeah, it's gonna be massive dangers there. So, um, and it's credit to the Cowboys because they're like a lot of people hadn't tipped last this uh season, but they're absolutely flying at the moment and a lot of their players picked.
1: That was me, I tipped them for last, so I'm the loser. Um, I'm loving the dogs, actually. To be honest, winning the last two, I love that. Um, do you think Harry Grant will still stick to 14? Do you think he'll start, or they're happy to keep Ben Hunt starting? man I
2: think that worked pretty well when Carrigan and um, Grant came on. They both like just gave him like a adrenaline shot, don't you reckon, Cowie? Like just
0: straight oh, away, absolutely. Like so there was oh, there like proper electric. Like Master was doing his thing. Ben Hunt, as soon as he started, or oh, not really getting tired, I know it was a very fast, intense 30 minutes, opening 30 minutes, but 30 minutes comes, Hunt comes off, mm. inject, injects Harry Grant fresh legs, electric from the rack. Like you could just see the momentum just ticking along. Like it was turning and they were just, they were making easy meters up that like middle and it was so infuriating. Because you just look at him and go, my God, he is so quick. And they've utilised him perfectly in tandem with Hunt. So you got the experience and game management that Hunt has. And then you bring in, uh, like, essentially an exciting, quick, young superstar like Harry Grant just to keep us on our toes. And sure enough, then he'd play 20 minutes, bring Hunt back on for 20, and then... Um, Harry just came and closed the game, and I, I think that's pretty much where they won the game. I think Harry between Harry, uh, Val Holmes, and Munster, that's that they were like the biggest yeah. game changers in my mind. Yeah.
1: Uh I did find what Willie Mason said today. I heard him say something about Pat Carrigan. He said Pat Carrigan got himself 190 metres, and he was dumbfounded. He said that should never be happening. If you're a veteran of the New South Wales forward pack, you should not be letting some new origin player like him get 190 metres. pretty funny, so I wouldn't mind a bit of Willie Mason action in one of these teams. Um, all right, this is happening obviously Sunday night as opposed to the Wednesday. Let's do a same gamer and wrap... All right, so we're all going to do one same gamer each. I am going to go first. Mine are just three try scorers. I am not putting in any wins or margins or anything. I'm going Matt Burton to score a try. He's good in the centers. He can run good lines. I think Teddy deserves a try. He should have scored the first game. And Murray Torlangi, I think he might score on debut. The guy's a genius, so he might score in the corner too. So a fullback, a center, and a winger, Tommy
2: yeah, mate, no, I can agree. I thought Teddy, uh agree more. Teddy had such a good uh, first game. Our two best players were Teddy and um, Jack White. And, but Crichton comes in. I think he'll play massive. But I'll, I'll go Teddy and Toto both to score a try. I think um, Toto two plus is $7 is pretty good. But Teddy and Toto to score. And then New South Wales one to 12 gets 11 bucks. I think
1: that's pretty good. All right. Yeah, mine was 15 for those three try scorers. And Coey?
0: I've just gone with New South Wales with the line. I've changed my mind. I'm going to take negative one and a half uh, into Teddy to score. I think we're all in So I think Teddy's last game was enormous. I think he'll just keep doing his thing. He always shows up, gives 120%. I feel that if anyone deserves a try, it's that bloke. And then I've gone with, uh, I guess, the first starter. I'm going with Tunnels' theory. I think Appy to score. Uh, any time from the Ruck uh, that will give you 15 bucks happy to score I like that
1: you my me a little chorus out um, so what is that 15? 15.
0: 15 bucks yeah
1: beautiful alright alright boys we've uh, all done Wednesday night late Wednesday now so fingers crossed we have a good W I will be at the game I'm actually going to an AFL game on Friday night Real me that first one since Tony Lockett scored his whatever goal when I was 20 years ago so that's going to be fun, but um, fingers back crossed.
2: Back to home for you, mate.
1: Yeah, back to home. So I'll be um, going up to Optus Stadium twice in two days. So should be a bit of fun. All right, fingers crossed, uh, a couple of multis and stuff get up. There is a good race meeting in Randwick. There is some good races at Eagle Farm. Good luck. Happy punting. Thank you, boys.
0: See you, boys.
2: Go the boys.